the way that it's done at Shriners is so the child is the center of everything. And, and I, I went there and I just fell in love with the kids. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and JK, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Coffee House and 1820 Marketing in the heart of Alvin, Texas. And we are excited to be back for season two of the podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to let us know. Today, we are again at the Alvin Man Valeria Chamber of Commerce, one of the sponsors of this podcast. Texas Snowfruit is also a sponsor of the show, and you can learn more about both later on. If you're a first-time listener, we would love for you to subscribe to Creating Community on your favorite podcast app. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen directly at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Ben Homan, who's an RN at Shriners Hospital in Galveston, Texas. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank yeah. you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Well, let's let's start real quick. So the reason you're here is because you've been to Texas Snowfruit. Yes. And uh, Christina told me all about, hey, you need to talk to this guy. You need to talk to this guy. <laughs> I will tell you the reason that there's a connection is because my nephew was born without a fing- middle finger on each hand. Okay. And so he's had a number of surgeries and they've all come from Shriners Hospital. So wow. I'm excited to talk to you today. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, Texas Snowfruit is a weekly, if not twice a week occurrence for me and my wife yeah it was for me up until today <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry amy i'm being good yeah um so tell us a little bit about your your family well uh, i'm originally from indiana so oh, i'm a ways away okay. a ways away I've, I've been here and there a little bit everywhere my wife's from the area that's how i got oh that's why i'm here yeah so that's my connection to the area over here uh i met her shortly before joining the military uh, after joining the military, we got married. It just so happened that we actually, part of my training was where she was going to school. So over in San okay. Antonio. San Antonio. S- spent some time at Fort Sam so over there. So you were Army? Navy. Navy. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, not a lot of Navy in San Antonio. There, uh, there's not. There's not. There's mostly Air Force. Mostly Air Force. Some, some so Army. over there at Fort Sam Houston, you yep. have a big, uh, well, I was a hospital corpsman. Well, now it's joint military exactly. installation. Exactly. So it's basically ran by Army, but a lot of different forces there. Nice. Yeah. So it, it was a really interesting experience. But while I was there, my wife was going to school. The way that my orders fell, everything just worked out perfectly to where a week after she graduated, we moved to New England for my first duty station. Where in oh, New wow. England? And what is your wife's name? Lauren. Lauren. Okay. Mm-hmm. And where in New England did you end up? We ended up in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. Oh. Out of all the places. Let me tell you, if you want to go for like a weekend somewhere, that's the place to go. It's, it's a lot of history, all the mansions. Definitely go in the summer. That was her first oh, experience yeah. with snow. Oh, was it really? It, it was. Oh, wow, that's a good place to, it. for your first experience. So we yeah. went to uh, New England a number of years back, and the only place we went in Rhode Island was the capital. Okay, Providence, yeah. Providence, and we went to a pizza place because we had seen it on Food Network or something. So They have a whole Little Italy section in Providence. Yeah, it was fantastic. Best best Italian food you can find. Yeah, huh. absolutely. And we drove through the state in 20 minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was actually the, Houston. I might be totally wrong on this, but I think the, the city limits correct. of Houston are larger. I don't know if the city limits or is the, it the, the, the area of Houston. The area of Houston. I guess the metropolitan. It's Brazoria County is larger than Rhode Island. Is it really? The oh, county man. is larger than the state. 
<laughs> yeah, which it's, is which is crazy. Yeah, it was a great experience, though. It really yeah. was. So you mentioned you were a hospital corpsman. Uh, hospital corpsman, yes, sir. So have you always wanted to do? Does, one, I have no desire to ever see blood, <laughs> right? so I'll never do that. Two, I'll I have do, to remember that. Yeah, I do know a handful of people who went to be RNs, went through a nursing program somewhere. They were fine doing the textbook stuff. They're fine talking yes. about the theory, and then they get and the first time they have to do a, a stitch, they pass out and yeah. they're done. You're obviously okay with it, but how did that <laughs> come about? And how you know? Tell so us a little bit about that. A little bit, but that kind of blends with my family story too. Uh, my mother and my grandmother went to the same nursing school oh wow and they were actually in the same class together and one day at graduate well, it was graduation uh my my grandmother goes hey you have to meet my son and that's how my parents met wow it's kind of oh, crazy wow. it's kind of okay. crazy and uh so i actually have a picture of them up on stage getting their uh their pins for nursing and there's my mother getting hers and behind her is my grandmother looking wow. down it's really it's just the way things lined up was really crazy wow um, that's cool so my grandmother's she was a nurse uh my mother she's been a nurse for a long time now um and so I've always growing up, we, it, it was our dinner time, our, our dinner conversations were definitely unique, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, having, a, having a mother as a nurse. So I always, I grew up around that. I remember when I was younger, um, they were, my mother had like her textbooks and everything, um, from when she was in school and just looking through just stuff that interested me. Yeah. So, so brothers and sisters. Yes. I have, um, I have a, a total of five. Okay. Any of them end up in medical field? My brother actually is also a hospital corpsman. He's still in. He's over in San Diego. Oh, wow. And also his wife. Now, there's a lot of Navy in San Diego. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. So, I guess to answer that question, yeah. uh, I I always knew I wanted to go into uh, some type of medical field type of occupation. Uh, When I joined the military, a lot of my family's been in the military. And I knew I wanted to join, but I didn't know exactly what kind of job. It just so happened hospital corpsman was available. I said, oh, that sounds perfect. That's exactly what I'm interested in. And it worked out really well. It really opened my eyes to healthcare and taking care of people. Yeah. And do you feel like your experience in the military prepared you for what you're doing now? A thousand percent. Okay. A thousand. I, I see some of these younger nurses coming through and I tell them, hey, like props to you. Because when I was 21, 22, I was not at a, at a state of, I guess, maturity to yeah. be able to handle such a responsibility. So it, it really did. It, it shaped me and formed me into the way I think and the way I conduct myself. So fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say it's a stereotype of television, right? But um, <laughs> it does seem to me that having the military background mm-hmm. gets you um, a speed at which you work that might not be in other places. Let me put it that way. It seems to me that if you're out there in the field, um, you've got to respond a little bit differently mm-hmm. than the slow pace. And the slow pace of a hospital is a misnomer, right? It's a hospital. It's still, but uh, is that the military background helped you? Oh, most definitely. It, uh, it, it, the military, it, when the, you first go into the military, of course, you have a basic training boot camp. Um, they're breaking you down to build you back up. That's exactly it. So uh, it is, it's rough. It's rough. But one of the things that I noticed was in high school, I was very social. I love people. I love interacting with people, talking to people. Uh, so I kind of prioritized that over my studies at times. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm right I, there with at, you. I actually worked in a coffee <laughs> shop, a local coffee shop. Oh, wow. I loved it. That was my favorite part of the day was getting out of school. If you're going. asking for a job, we don't have anything. Darn, <laughs> 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 we can't afford ours. Yes, can't let me try it. Okay. But uh, I actually, I, I loved it there. Um, and then I, when I got to the military, that was the first time I actually realized, like, wh- I, whatever I set my mind to, um, if I just work hard enough at it and I just really focus on it, I can do it. So definitely with nursing, uh, sorry, nursing school, 
uh, it definitely, you need that because nursing school yeah. was, was something, uh, it was quite a beast. That's for sure. Yeah, but, but where you are now, I'm sure that communication skill set that you have is probably incredibly helpful because I, I know that being in a hospital, it's a very nervous and tense situation for a lot of yeah. people. There's a, there's a lot of uh, moving parts for sure. Yeah. And one of the things that's really cool is uh, you're getting into this and I know it's been for a while now. They've been working on it just as healthcare in general. Uh, you have all these multiple, uh, multiple disciplinary, I'm sorry, yeah. multiple disciplines yeah. um, that we are trying to merge together. So you have grand rounds where you have all sorts of disciplines coming together, talking to each other. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a uh, MD at the top. It's, it's more of a, it's a team where the yeah. MD is leading. Fantastic. So it, huh. it, it's really amazing how, how healthcare works, how the hospitals work. And yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine how that's changed in the past 20 years exactly. or what, you know. Right. So at, at, let's take a step back real quick. Okay. So after you went to basic training, you yes, went sir. to your tech school or whatever they call the Navy in San Antonio. Yes, sir. And then where did you end up going after that? That was, uh, so I was over in San Antonio and I got my orders to go to Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. And I worked at a naval health clinic over there. Okay. Did you did you go overseas at all? Or I didn't. So no. you did four years, three years? I did three and a half. Okay. What happened was it was a very interesting time. My life has been uh, full of blessings and very interesting coincidences just that God has had his hand over. Right. And uh, one of those things was the Navy had put out some documentation saying, hey, we have too many medics, basically. Our, our rate, which is what we call jobs in the sure. Navy, uh, there's too many hospital corpsmen. If you're wanting to get out, go to school. If you're over three years, just put in your paperwork. And I thought, oh, I put in my paper, paperwork for so many other programs. Right. I don't know if this will get through. The next day, I had it signed off by the CEO. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. And I was like, oh, my word. This is, uh -oh. I, I did that. This was thought, a directive. <laughs> can I get you out of here? I thought, oh, I probably should have thought about that a little bit. But you know what? Um, like I said, everything works out perfectly um, in his plan, not mine. So it, it really did work out. My wife was very happy. She, uh. She had never been outside of Texas until then. Until Rhode, until Island. Rhode Island. And then she went all the way to Rhode Island. Exactly. Wow, yeah, which, when and you get married, that's yeah. probably the best thing you can do is just move far away because Go you away. have no one else but each so other. So we did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. It, plus, being the, the spouse of a military personnel mm -hmm. is never an easy job. Yeah. I know that often gets overlooked. People say, hey, thank you for your service and things like that. But and you really, know, those spouses challenge it's so true and and the thing that with with lauren she has been so supportive of not only in the military but outside she has constantly encouraged me to uh go take classes uh what do i want to do okay now to go do it so nice. I'm, actually, I'm back in school right now are you really I am, okay. i'm going for my master's now and she's been right there by my side the whole time when she she wants to spend time with me but at the same time she knows hey he's got a test coming right. up she's been just phenomenal very, very wow. supportive. So what is yeah. the ultimate goal? So if you're going back to your master's, what are you going to do actually, with the master's? So I'm, I'm actually going back for my family nurse practitioner uh, okay. degree. So nice. very cool. Yeah. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I've, I've, Got about three semesters down right now, okay. so that's why I know you've been texting me a lot. Yeah, I, that's I apologize, okay. but no, that's uh, okay. Life's a little a little crazy right now, but I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. And, and and certainly for those listening, I don't hound people. I'm no. just I'm just keeping <laughs> communication. It was mostly my end. I just yeah, I would okay. see the text a few days later. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really gotta. Get back yeah, no, it's, it's really okay. But, but you know, we did talk before, and yes, so I, I yes. felt like we had a rapport that no, we could do that with. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, but then when we get back, we're going to hear a little bit more about uh, his current role at Shriners Hospital as well as Shriners Hospital in general. 
Hi, this is Christina with Texas Snowfruit. We're a shave ice company located in Scopel Square in the heart of Alvin. Stop by and see us or visit us on our website at texassnowfruit.com. I'm Jamie Scafidi, President and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce exists to provide support to businesses and organizations in the Alvin and Manville area. With various networking and marketing opportunities every month, the Chamber can help you grow your business. Learn more at alvinmanvillechamber.org. Today's marketing tip. Can't I just use social media? We are often surprised by potential customers who say they don't need a website because they post everything to social media and social media is completely free. They are correct. There is not a monetary cost to social media to use. However, with social media, you control nothing. They control everything. They control who sees your post and who doesn't. It's based on algorithms they update or change regularly, and they don't share what is in the algorithm. You probably should still use social media sites to engage your end user. However, you should always encourage your visitors to click through to your website, where it is generally much easier for them to find the information you want them to see. We've created a helpful infographic that you can see on our website, and we encourage you to check it out at 1820marketing.com slash website. All right, we're back with Ben, who is a registered nurse at Shriners Hospital in Galveston, Texas. My first thought was when Dorian mentioned having you on the podcast was, I know Shriners Hospital exists, and I know of it as a burn unit. Like, in my head, that that's the thing that comes up is that it's a burn unit facility, but it, y'all do so much more. And ov- obviously the website Shriners Children's Hospital. So can you tell us a little bit while also noting that Ben is not a spokesperson for Shriners Hospital, simply an employee. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what Shriners does? Yeah, definitely. I can tell you a lot about, about kind of what I do and why I love working there, really. Uh, it's it's probably my, I enjoyed what I did in the military, but it's the first job that I actually just, with my whole heart, just love going to every morning, just love working with the children. So with Shriners, we, yes, we do a lot of burn care for patients. And I've been able to take care of kids from all over the world. Um, it's just been a, a very eye-opening experience. Um, you have patients coming either from maybe some big cities that um, are like Mexico City or something like that, or you can have them coming from the mountain regions where they don't have, oh, they, wow. just getting in an elevator can yeah. be a very big experience for them. Wow. So uh, it's very unique in that aspect. Uh, now, as nurses, we're obviously they're taking care of the patients. Uh, we have, we take care of children with burns. We take care of orthopedic specialties, cleft lip, cleft palate, stuff like that. Wow. So these kids that are coming from Mexico City or the mountains or they wherever. Can, they can be from anywhere, really. So how do, how do they get in? How do they? I mean, you have different you have different flights that get sponsored. You have really great organizations all throughout uh, South America that are actually sponsoring these so, types of flights. So there's not a cost to the patient. We, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is, this is something that we do um, where people have raised the funds. Fantastic, wow. which is why you always see the Shriners out wearing their fuzzy hats. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, always very iconic, yes. <laughs> they're, they're very good about fundraising, but it's because the expense of what Shriners Hospital is doing is so great, right? Obviously, when you 
left the military after three and a half years, like you had mentioned, and were you just looking for a job? Cause you'd sound like you weren't really expecting this to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> let me, but yeah, surprise, then, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> so I got out, I started taking some classes, some prerequisites for nursing school. And I actually worked at MD Anderson for a little bit. I was oh. doing uh, scheduling. So I was doing uh, working scheduling uh, full-time, going to school full-time, um, really just trying to knock everything out. And while I was doing that, I, I was consulting a lot with uh, a fellow employee that was there who actually had worked at UTMB School of Nursing. And I told her, I, I just don't know. Like, I know it's very competitive over there. Uh, and she just kept encouraging me, no, try Just try to get in. And um, a few months later, I got my acceptance letter one morning when I checked my email. And it was just, from then on, it was just a roller coaster ride. Just Right, right now, you're full speed ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so I went through nursing school at UTMB over in Galveston. Great school. I actually, that's where I'm going again. And um, mostly because the professors over there were just phenomenal. Very, very helpful. The program's very supportive. Uh, they want you to succeed. Right. And uh, they have excellent faculty there. Just excellent. So you're working in Galveston. Mm -hmm. You're going to school in Galveston. Mm -hmm. But you live where? I'm, I'm here in the Alvin area. Alvin, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. a good little trek, but it's, at least that's a non-traffic It is. Drive, it is. You're right? kind of going the opposite way of, of 45 there. So Fantastic. Yeah. So um, went through school there and I had a job lined up. Um, I have to say this, I guess, uh, throughout nursing school, they, they have you do all sorts of clinicals um, in different departments of the hospital. And I knew coming in, I was like, you know, what, I probably don't want to work with kids. I just can't really relate. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I, I just can't relate I, I don't know what if I say something wrong you know what if I what if I make them cry and um so I had all these just worries about yeah. I, I probably want to stay because I work with young healthy individuals and I thought well I'm not gonna find that really anywhere else except for the military really so I was still trying to figure out where I wanted to work and then I also spent some time uh spent a shift in a burn unit and I remember I got out to my car and I called my wife and I said you know I just I don't think that's for me Wow. I really don't think it's for me. And um, then I I went and the job that I had lined up, it fell through. There was funding issues. It was a state for a state entity. Okay. Um, and it fell through because of funding. And so I was there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I got to find something. And just so happened that I looked online and there was a job from Shriners there. Uh, and so I put my stuff in the same day. They called me back. We interview. A few wow. days later, we were all set. Um, it was a real blessing with that. Fantastic. Yeah. So you didn't want to work with children. You didn't I, want to be in a burn unit I was, and I, look at you now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, and the way that we, the way that it's done at Shriners is so, the child is the center of everything. Yeah. Uh, so just the way that they conducted themselves, I had to go for, um, I had to do a shadowing, uh, shift there to make sure that I kind of clicked with the, right. with the group and that I could actually handle what I'm seeing. Um, and, and I, I went there and I just fell in love with the kids. I did. And I realized that kids are the most forgiving patient population you can have. <laughs> I can I can go in there. I can poke you for an IV. I can go put an NG tube in. I can go oh, wow. all this stuff. Yeah. 15 minutes later, you're going to be in there like nothing happened. We're best friends. Yeah. Kids are That's so fantastic. forgiving. Now, you try that with someone who's like 40 or 50. You're not going to. He's probably the, the day's gone. The day's gone. Yeah, I need somebody that can get it on the first try. Can yeah, you go find somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. and even then, kids are so forgiving with that. It's well, and that's a, that's to me. It sounds like a God thing. That right. Almost definitely. You kind of had in your head. There's two things that I don't want to do. And God you said, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God was like, well, there's a funny story about this. You know, I've already written this out. So <laughs> that's that's crazy. And I think too that, like you said, working with kids. I hear this said about police officers and that most of the time a person's interaction with police officers is 
it's an average day for a police officer and it's the worst day for the person. And I can see the same thing in a hospital situation, especially with family, with kids that it's probably one of the worst periods in mm-hmm. their life, mm-hmm. you know, having to go through trauma and health and everything else. Yes. It sounds bad to say it's an average day for you, but it's your every day. I right? totally understand what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's an honor to be able to take care of these children when you have that. It's, it's such a rough time and they're putting a lot of trust in you. And it's one of those things that you just can't take for granted. You have to go in there every day realizing that what's a normal day for you, this mother, this father, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a horrible day for them. Yeah. So that's when you just have to go in and not just do your job, but go above and beyond and try to do, uh, um, mom, dad, do you need anything? Is there anything I can get you? And that's one of the things about Shriners I think is amazing. They really, it's not even just a focus on just the patient, but we want the whole family to be able to have the support they need through this time. Sure. Absolutely. So talk about the people that you work with, like tell us who's there. Is it people that have come from the military? Is it people that have had personal experiences and they say, you know what, I want to do this because I want to be on the flip side and help people that were in situations that I was in. Now there are some, sometimes you have uh, colleagues that have gone through burns themselves or who have been through uh, orthopedic surgeries themselves. And that's always really amazing because they have a very special bond with these patients because they know exactly what they've gone through. And uh, those are also really good people to go to and say, hey, what would you think about in this situation? How can I make this better for this? Because they've been through it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess another portion of that, there is a a strong military veteran presence in the the workforce there. Um, I've noticed that there's a lot of veterans that come through and it's really, it's for such a small hospital, it's got a high percentage of veterans in there, which is nice because you can kind of, um, I mean, when you've had a stressful day, it's nice to kind of be able to poke fun at each other and kind of get that stress off in that way. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a very interesting place to work. I would say another interesting aspect that I did not expect going through nursing school as a male is yeah. you are by far the minority in that situation. Oh yeah. And uh, when I got here, I would say throughout my time, I've had maybe a, almost a quarter of the nurses. Wow. 25% have been males, which wow. is a very large percentage. Yeah, that's when a high number. I think on, on average about the workforce is like 10 to 12%. Wow. Yeah. So we have a lot of, a lot of males that come through and work there. And um, it's really nice because it is a lot of uh, physical labor that goes through with taking care of wounds, taking care of dressing, sure. and stuff like that. So it's it's nice to uh, have a really diverse workforce there. Right. Well, you're you're dealing with burns. You're dealing with difficult situations. Mm-hmm. You have people that are in stressful. So, so what does it you do to de-stress and to keep yourself from becoming overwhelmed by what you're doing? Uh, I, you know, and that's that's really funny you ask that. It's one of the interview questions they ask because it wow. is something that yeah. you need to you need to have a plan for that and. Uh, I would say lately it's been just studying. I, it, for me, studying, reading about things is therapeutic. <laughs> so I enjoy. So, so clearly, being, the way you were in high school, you wouldn't have thought that about yourself. Now. No, no, <laughs> and that's why I'm like in high school. I don't know if it was just I didn't think I could do it or not. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I will say that it's been a 180 from there. Yeah. And yeah, my dad is very shocked. <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's, you find little things that you can, I mean, just like throughout your life, you grow and, and you find different things to de-stress with. I mean, when I started, I mean, I was building things, um, like I built a garden for my wife, just things to kind of get outside and just kind of take your mind off things. Sure. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been helping my father-in-law with uh, building some a room in his uh, barn. He was wanting to do that. So it's just, it's nice to be able to kind of, once you leave, you just kind of 
disconnect. Yeah. Um, you, you can't, you can't forget. Um, For sure. and they're always on your mind, especially when it's children. Uh, there'll be times where I'm out at the store or something like that. I'm like, you know what? That little kid that I saw the other day, oh, he would love that. And we'll just get it and stuff like that. And, and Lauren, she's a, a big sucker for that. Yeah. Um, we're always out and about. She's like, hey, take this to the kids. Take this to the kids. And so. Um, yeah, that's it, pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's really cool that's to have awesome. someone so supportive yeah. with all this. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's all sorts of ways. Uh, music, just coming home, uh, on my way home, driving. Uh, just you gotta put, Sometimes you just put music on yeah. and just kind of let that de-stress. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to be in silence and just kind of let it just kind of stress that way yeah so yeah it's it's a very good question and a very important aspect especially after the year with uh covid that's been yeah. <laughs> how, how have things changed in the past year with, with covid yeah oh uh, i mean obviously the mask even though out uh in public there there aren't mask mandates i mean i, I see healthcare keeping the mask for quite a while really yeah i, I don't see that going away too I, soon yeah, and I you know i it's not only just for COVID. I mean, I don't mind wearing a, wearing a mask at work because there's a lot of things you come in contact with. Sure. Um, but that's one of the things that's changed for sure. And also you, you just have that constant, uh, that constant thought of, okay, it is what I'm doing. It, could I be transferring something? Right. You know, and that's just nursing in general right now. And uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Trying to be careful and it's, it's not contact tracing. I don't know what the term is, but that idea of like, okay, something happened and tracing back. I remember when COVID and all that started, you know, I was at a meeting once and then I got a call afterwards saying, all right, oh, you it was, go it was the, very the interesting check. that whole time. Oh, period. Like, yeah. It was, um, everyone was just, you you'd call for sniffle and immediately people were saying you get tested or something like that. Just like out in public. Get away you know? from me. Yeah. Yeah. And I still think it's going to be a while yeah. where yeah. people yeah. have that kind of mindset. We, you know, when bringing that up, when that all happened, it was, Family members stopped getting together. Family mm-hmm. members stopped seeing each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But in the hospital, you still got to be there and you've got to treat these kids. Exactly. So were their parents still allowed to come in and see them during that time? Or what was the, what was the situation during that time? Because that's going to be tough. Yeah, it reflected uh, basically healthcare in general where, um, yeah, you, your parents could still come in. Okay. Uh, but we definitely took a lot of precautions. And that was just hospitals throughout the area sure. everyone had to do yeah. that so that wasn't unique to shriners exactly. that was every hospital that was every hospital over um where a lot the freedom of visitation hours everything like that has been affected in healthcare. Got so, you. but i think i think it's coming back a little bit i know uh just from recent being at other hospitals I, i've noticed that the visitation limits have been a little bit relaxed um but but not nearly as to what it was before and that's just following protocol and that's understandable yeah but i think it's an evolving situation that exactly I mean, it's, such a, it's such a new um issue that we're dealing with that right you, yeah. a year and a half in and we're still new <laughs> yeah yeah well i still laugh at like the fact that you know hand soap and hand sanitizer disappeared off the shelves and it's like Okay, people, what were you doing before this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you probably should just wash your hands okay. in general. <laughs> but I don't know that you can use that because toilet paper, same thing happened. That, exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for the study to come out on the toilet paper. Like, what happened? What right. mass hysteria happened that we it, remember? It's when? just the thought of, I've got to get this so that I make sure that I have more than I need because I don't ever want to run out. And everybody did it. That's true. Yeah. I, you know, there was one lady out there who stocked up and one person saw them and goes, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and exactly. then there it goes. And boom. That's, ex- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Same thing happened with wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Everyone bought stuff. All right. Well, so 
for Shriners Hospital, so we talked about Galveston, where you are, mm-hmm. but there's 22 around the country. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So do they all do something different? Because Galveston, as Jake mentioned, uh, is a burn unit. Mm-hmm. So what do the other hospitals do? Do they all have different specialties? So if uh, a kid from whatever from Louisiana has a specific issue that Shriners can help them with, they go to a different hospital for each one? or So you have different hospitals all over the country, and they all do different specialties. Uh, now with burn care, there's, uh, there's a few out there that will specialize in burn care. And it's really good because you can collaborate too, kind of find out what their best yeah. practices are and share that information. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all sorts of uh, different locations. So it really has to do with the location. Uh, we, I, I know that primarily a lot of my patients will be uh, from foreign countries. Okay. And so it's really interesting. I, I came into this not speaking too much Spanish. And uh, I'm not fluent. But, it, but it's bio, changed. But they understand, and we are we find some common ground. Nice. So it's been very interesting that way. Okay, that's a benefit for you as well, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Jake married into it, so yes, that's I why. Did. <laughs> I know all the bad words. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Yeah, you, you learn learn the questionable words learn first. Learn what not to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And I know that I'm pretty much always wrong if I do. L and law for oh I, I I messed it up the other day so come to find out for about a year and a half now I've been saying hi I'm the girl boy nurse so <laughs> so I, I okay. uh, and, just and nobody me. and nobody batted an eye because you're a male nurse yeah <laughs> I, I guess they just it was whatever they so. just right. until you left the room and then they stickered <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah they laughed on the way out I just thought That's I told cool. a joke but that guy's a out. boy girl look yeah. at her <laughs> well thank you so much Ben for coming on the show Shriners yeah. Hospital. And Galveston is located at 815 Market Street. And to find out more about them or also to donate, you can visit Shriners Hospitals for Children.org. They're on Facebook at Shriners Hospital for Children, Instagram and YouTube at Shriner Hospitals, and Twitter at Shriners HOSP. If you're interested in sponsoring Creating Community, we'd love to talk to you. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about our great leaders and businesses and individuals that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing and it is available wherever you get your podcasts. Show notes and more are available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. and We'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks for being on, Ben. Thank you so much. Thanks, I appreciate, ben. appreciate it.